This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you, you stop listening right now. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Let's hear him speak. Guys, right. wait till he does something. I mean, in, in all seriousness, <laughs> they booed him when he walked in out. In all seriousness, too, as a matter of fact, the reason that, that I kid around about that nice, is that but... I really want to make sure that uh, Ben's opinions are heard and my opinions are heard, and that this is an exchange of ideas. Oh, look at! Can't argue with that. Well, yeah, that's why he said it so that and he can believe it establish or not, a baseline there are some things that we as agree on, uh, and, in the in the uh, debate what, that we won't I, be discussing those tonight. I am above <laughs> this. <laughs> so, um, so on the issue of healthcare, let, let's get going. So, uh, the Democratic Party is incredibly proud that they defeated a bill that had 17% approval rating. It's a low bar, and. I'm glad they held. Uh, the Republicans have a comical position, which is that why didn't the Democrats help us defeat Obamacare? Well, that's kind of because that was their idea. And why in God's green earth would they help you defeat their own plan? Now, is Obamacare enough? Not nearly. And uh, there are a number of issues that we had as progressives with it, including lack of price controls. Uh, you left it in like the hands what, of private insurance, what, uh, and of course, that who's being in from the office says, been kind of alluded to there. Stop asking uh, yourself. Oh, shut up, Dwight. Money. Stop asking and yourself so easy questions to make yourself look normal. good. Yeah, Joe Bennett. So yeah, I, I don't no, that's what he's that doing. The right way to approach it, and it was originally a Heritage Foundation plan to begin with. Uh, so I believe that the right approach and the one that Democrats should pursue next, although they probably <laughs> won't, is Medicare for all. The Heritage Foundation, uh, if you, the Heritage Foundation, if you don't know, is a right-wing think tank that's very, very. Like, they're about, all about so, trying to control the government, so basically. So, real quick, let me explain why. Medicare uh, polls a 77%. You're Dick Cheney's. You're Hammer of. things that Ben talked about. It's universal coverage. It is affordable and actually gives you good insurance. That's why it polls at 77%. And <laughs> Medicare for All now polling at 60%. Federally funded health insurance for everybody polling at 61%. So I Speaking of healthcare, free stuff. Yeah, it's gonna pull positive. Are you kidding me, Sank? Mm-hmm. Come on, you you bloated <laughs> pack of Jay Leno wannabe. Seriously, <laughs> it's it's free shit. Who isn't gonna Who isn't gonna save that favorably? You know that thirty nine percent he's saying talking about there, right there. Those are people who go to work every day and see twenty five percent taken off. Right off the top, uh, yeah, exactly. Who's saying, no, <laughs> straight out. No of the more game. free shit out of my pocket for people who aren't who are only paying five percent tax. Yeah, no. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, this just in: free shit pulls really well, ladies and gentlemen. You heard yeah, it here first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you like a hundred dollar gift certificate to Best Buy, go to give that some thought.com. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, find us in the iTunes store. Give us a five star rating. <laughs> And you'll you'll get your gift card. I mean, uh, it works for you know. Speaking cl- of healthcare, I'll actually tell a story about healthcare. It's been it's been two weeks, and I have a story about healthcare. It's been three weeks actually. Well, it's been we two s- weeks that we've taken off. Yes, but three s- weeks since we've seen one another. Twenty days though. Twenty days. <laughs> Thanks for that, Bill Nye. I don't, whatever. It's almost it's uh, it's literally almost three weeks. Yes, we skipped two episodes, but still, correct. It's been you know it's been it's been three weeks. Yeah. Since the listener has heard. 
the our voices. Tones. That's right. And actually, so I don't I know if anybody l- noticed, but an episode disappeared. Uh, we had we had to we had to cave. I don't know if I told you that. Wait, 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 wait. What? What? Hold on. Let me let me let me <laughs> get over this first. We'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, that was our summer break. Listeners? That was our summer break. That's right. Um, yep. You know. Yeah. Uh, How was your summer? My <laughs> my summer was spent the same way I spent my winter. Uh, <laughs> Working ones and zeros, working eight hours a day, then coming home to climate control and ones and zeros. That's right. Uh, No, what happened Uh, with the healthcare or the pulling the episode? No, but what happened with the pulling the episode? Yeah. uh, So one of the people that we interviewed when we did all the calls, we had was it two calls or three that we did on the I guess was the last episode. Uh huh. Um, They said that they felt um, that it might jeopardize. um, Well, maybe not jeopardize, but. well, I'll put it this way. Uh, somebody that works where this person works mm-hmm. um, said uh, was on another podcast and, you know, because podcasts are all the rage. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, like management talked to him and they were like, eh, it's cool, but, you know, m- maybe be careful. And and they were like, eh, just I don't want to. Oh, my gosh. And I know yeah, I know so I know who we're talking yeah. about. And it's a it's a it's an entity. It's a crying shame. It's a, it's a corporate <laughs> entity. Yeah. That is like, very image conscious. Yeah, so we say well, well known. Most most corporate entities are. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it's gone from the zeitgeist now. So uh, we did you a favor, and uh, you didn't and, just uh, edit it. We you didn't just re-edit it. Well, I mean, I, I I could, I guess. I still have the, like the content. I mean, I can. You're gonna. I'll I do mean, that. You know. Put it. Yeah, I know it's gone from the. Oh. So this one will be one fifty. Whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll technically an episode will technically have just disappeared. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Let there be one that they that. Well, there's more than that from the beginning. When Thousands we... of years from now, you know, people will still be talking about that <laughs> lost episode to give that some thought right. that no one knows. Raiders of the Lost know? episodes. Yeah. It'll be... <laughs> exactly. And some young Indiana Jones type will crawl through, like, you know, the uh, remnants of your your gravesite. I assume you're going to be like, buried with your laptop, which will have <laughs> which will have the hard drive, you know, and then he'll have to go through this whole, like, you know, uh, National Treasure shortage stick to find some, somewhere where it's backwards compatible so he can read the information. Right. And finally listen... To the most famous podcast, the lost episode of the most famous podcast ever. Give that some thought, you know. They'll have to unearth it. Yeah, there'll probably be a few uh, glowing skull headphones. I'm I'm looking at you, Indiana Jones, in the year twenty five seventy four. Be great. Right. Okay. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Anyways, enough uh, of that before we get like a season assist from Steven Spielberg <laughs> exactly. or George Lucas. Because then we will have to pull him. Um, you no, know, but we did it as a favor, and 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 that's that's how it is. You know, when folks come on the program. Here's the we, thing: you have to protect your sources when you're in the news business. We do. We do. You know, and, and especially in in uh, the citizen journalism that that we pilot here yeah. at, uh, at uh, Tripod Broadcasting, and. Um, yeah, you know this. This we may get a lot of hate mail from from doing it, but I'll you put know, it this way: nothing is worth w- nothing is worth the price of one of our sources. Exactly. So you know, you know, we get so little mail, even if it goes to fifty percent <laughs> of hate mail. That's still only like f- <laughs> that's half a letter, really. I mean, they that's had a good like comment, one lazy comment. email. One lazy email. <laughs> uh, welcome to give that some thought. Uh, Tripod Broadcasting flagship show. I'm Addison. That, of course, is Matt. Hey. Uh, fresh off of our summer break. Uh, I have so much energy for one. right now. So much. Um, yeah, medical story. Uh-oh. So a week ago, I got... Uh, well, this was why we canceled last week. 
because mm-hmm. I told you I felt like crap. And yeah. I thought I had a cold. I was kind of in bed all day Wednesday. Uh, throat was real swollen. Um, but I didn't have a lot of like, dr- like I didn't have like where you can't breathe when you have a bad well, cold. But, but were you like really achy? I was. Sweaty? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. like like what what kind of was it like stuffed up right in the front of the nose or was it back behind the eyes? If anything, it was like in the ears area, and it was it oh. was not even yeah. It was oh, like way I know back. exactly what that yeah. was. <laughs> it was. Was it the AIDS? No, you're gay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Diagnosis, Doctor Matt. Yet again, there we go. There, nailed it. Um, <laughs> no, so I I. Uh, yeah, it was off uh, off Wednesday, and we would have recorded, but I felt like that, and I I kind of sort I felt like I probably had a fever, but I didn't really you know I don't I'm sort of a self diagnoser I don't really because like, you have a penis and you're a man and you bu- fuck <laughs> up and you go to work yeah and, and yeah. you know and I was kind of like well, I don't feel the greatest but yeah gotta be at work tomorrow whatever <laughs> like, Vi- I don't, vitamin C and a Ricola and you're good to go we're you know? good to, yeah yep. and so that's what I did the next day Thursday yeah. and I progressively was getting worse at work like I was getting worse and like I could tell I'm like I'm like more achy and more I'm just like Ugh. and finally I, t- I told my boss I'm like I was supposed to close which would have been getting out at 10 30 11 o'clock and I told him I was like and we actually had a series of uh, – we had a bunch of meetings this past weekend with uh, a guy that's coming in to do some leadership training and all this other stuff. And I was like, I really don't want to miss that. And I was like, I'm going to leave and go to an urgent care just because yeah. just because I want to see what's up. Because last time I went to an urgent care, it wasn't a cold. It was a sinus infection and they gave me all this stuff. And so I was like, I just want to I just want to make sure, make sure we're good. I get to the urgent care. <clears throat> $99. To have a doctor see you. Sure. Yeah. For starters. And, and America. Which <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you tip the doctor too? And the nurses? <laughs> he tipped me, if you know what I mean. Oh. Uh, so Finger up the bum then. That's right. Two. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, so they're like $99 to see the doctor. And I actually looked it up online beforehand. And that was actually cheaper than the one up, up here in St. Charles that I went to last time. And so I was like, this is down by work. And I was like, 99 but okay. I mean, I don't have the money, but, you know. We're down this road now, so yeah. 99 bucks. Sure. Make the appointment, check in online, go in. 99 bucks, they swipe my card. They get me back there. And uh, they start taking vitals. And they're like, uh, "You got well, you, you have a fever of 102. And I was like, all right. <laughs> That's cool. And uh, they're like, do, do you feel bad? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. You know, And, and they're, they're looking at my throat. They're like, your throat is really swollen. And they're like, so we're going to do a swab and see if it's strep throat. And I'm like, just let it be strep because I, I guess that's just like probably a round of pills and we're done. Yeah. And, and a couple of days off work. Yeah. Or whatever. And and so they're like, yeah, this will be like 15 minutes, but we're going to do that. And they give, me the, they give me the swab and they're like, well, it's not strep. They're like, so we want to do – and then the doctor comes in and she's like, we want to give you a uh, an IV – because of how high your heart rate is and because of the fever and you're definitely dehydrated. And I was like, okay, makes sense. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bored for it. And they're like, and uh, and we want to do a blood test to see if it's mono. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Like, what if, what is, what is, so, and I was like, so it, then if it is, is that narrowed down, whatever. They're like not a whole lot, but at least like we, like we know exactly what it is. I'm so like, you okay. got you got cooties. 
Well, got something. So they do all this. They give me the IV. They give me all this stuff. They give me a steroid in the IV, which helps the inflammation in my throat. And I can feel that like within like like an hour later or two hours later when I was like on the way home, I was like, like I could just feel my throat was like so much more opened up. Like mm. I was I was going nuts. And uh, yeah, so she tells me, she's like, uh, but I noticed, you know, you don't have any insurance. Um, you know, is that is that going to be a problem if we do all this? I'm like, well, what are, you know, what are we looking at here? And she's like... And she comes back in. She tells me like for those three things or for all that that she that I just described. She's like, that's going to be about five hundred bucks. Whoa, oh, yeah. And I was like, hmm. all right, well. And I was like, well, can you bill me? You know, because if if it's if it, we're doing it today, yeah, <laughs> see ya. You know. But I was like, can you bill me? You know, can I work something out? Eighty bucks a month, whatever it is. She's like, yeah, we can. I'm like, okay, let's just do it. Whatever, fine. They do the blood test. It's not mono. They basically told me they're like, the, the, yeah. You do not want cooties, man. The, the final thing that the doctor told me was basically like, he's like, we think it's just a strep that didn't get picked up. He's like, he's like, because, because, <laughs> he, he, because apparently the throat swab is a pretty, a really basic way to check. Yeah. And there's like four different kinds. Okay. And- so how much did you pay for the throat swab? Because I would want my money back. <laughs> like if the throat swab right. didn't do its job and they charged me 40 right. bucks for it. Yeah. I should see a refund back on the invoice. Right, that. right. Okay, because that's on you. Like, but, your but, testing is bad. But here's what's okay. interesting. And I know the 500 was right because I went back and looked at the conversation with my wife because I told her. I was like, but they say they can bill it. No big deal. Because I was texting her, you know, while I was there. Yeah. And and they're like, okay. And they gave me a prescription for a steroid that I take in the morning for five days and then a, a, a antibiotic. And yeah. they're like, here's the prescription and you can get it here. Um, so I did that. And then as I was leaving, I get up to the counter and they're like, okay, so your balance is 242. They just say that number. And I was like, is that like a down payment or is that? And they're like, no, no, no. So you paid the 99 and then the 242 is for what you had done. And and I was like, interesting. And then I recalled that the, the, the second guy that came in and did the IV and everything, he said to me, he's like, he's like, yeah, we're going to try and we're going to try and keep this on the cheap for you. So I don't know. I, I think they like didn't scan something or something for me. Hmm. Yeah, I was kind of like, like as I was walking out, and so then I just paid it. Like I was like, I was like, well, I mean, I paid it with a credit card, but I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I just paid it, you know, because two forty two, yeah, you know, five hundred, I'll work out a bill, but I don't know where the line was in my mind, but that's what I did, and I was like three fifty, yeah, exactly, three fifty. But I was like, I was like, interesting, and I don't know, I don't know if that's what they actually did, and I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to ask, and then somebody at the front desk would be like, oh yeah, it should be six eighty five or whatever, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but they were just like, yeah, 242. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it was really weird. It was really weird. So, yeah, that's my healthcare story. Yeah. Welcome to American Medicine, where you don't know how much you pay and you're worried the entire time, not about getting healthier, not about curing your sickness, but you're worried the entire time what about how much it's going to cost. That's right. Yeah. Like, that's the one priority. Like, See, here- like, people in this country don't get sick and be like, yeah. oh my gosh, I hope I can beat this sickness. I hope I can get, I hope I can fight cancer. They're like, Oh my gosh, I hope I can pay for it. Pay yeah. for how much cancer is going to cost me. See, speaking of healthcare, let me throw this out there too. It it it's a, it's crazy to me. You got you, you got to you got to get the stew off. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be stew, but it's crazy to me in America because car insurance works this way, right? If I drive for 10 years with State Farm's car insurance, they look at my policy and they say, "Well, we're going to give you 20 bucks off uh, a month now because you haven't had any accidents and haven't gotten pulled over." Okay. Makes perfect sense in my world. I mean, I guess with the way insurance companies and everything, with the way it works, it, it 
I mean, they, I guess, would never do it. But why can't I get on a healthcare plan where, because I go to the urgent care once a year for a sinus infection or whatever this last one was, like that type of thing, like I should be able to get a plan that's like eight bucks a month. And then, and then when I go the one time a year, it's covered, right? Like it, like it should just be, it should just be this dude hardly ever goes. He's on, he's on the vitamin C plan. So it's eight bucks a month. Every time you go, your premiums go up. Right. Every time you go, your premiums go up or whatever, or whatever it is. Like, does that make sense? To me, that makes perfect sense. Like if I'm starting a healthcare company, I start it like that and then we're done. I think Matt's delivering food down the hall. It's a... Meals on wheels, if you will. What is that for the cat, Matt? Is that where you took that? No, it's for Jason. <laughs> oh, for the dog. No, uh, I gotta go feed the troll. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, uh, don't be rude. No, I gotta go. I gotta go appease the troll so he doesn't come out during the podcast and make noise. Um, even though don't I be rude. <laughs> even though I just interrupted the podcast with that, but yes, I, I wrong. Jason was gaming tonight, and I told him I'd make spaghetti tonight after he got home. Oh, you, Matt, and so you, I was you making really spaghetti. are the perfect housewife. You're welcome. Now, do you, you. do you? I don't do, do that. You, no, oh, okay. I don't do okay. that. Okay, well, well. Uh, just so, You're about so, 80% of a housewife, Just so then. the listener knows, he was pointing <laughs> to his phallus. Uh, Matt, I- anyone, unless this is the first episode they've listened to, they know, Matt. Uh, <laughs> they. <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. Uh, no, I, uh, I cook... Is sex. I cook. I clean. They get it. I, I make sure. Uh, uh, He's such a great housewife. He doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 but he but he doesn't get to bend you over whenever he wants. It's it's no. it's kind of Jason. I need to have a talk. It sounds like. Well, we're we're friends. We're not like that. <laughs> well, it's a shame. Uh, yeah, that was my healthcare story. But yeah, doesn't that make sense? Like the like the buyer's choice plan. Just you yeah. know, hey, hey, it's ten bucks a month. And then, and then every time you go to urgent care or get something done or you know get a prescription, mm-hmm. goes up ten bucks. Now goes up ten bucks. Here's the thing. Like, you know How, what I mean? No, but but here's because to me that makes pr- capitalism like that's sure. But here's the, here's, the, here. here's the question. Who's this is the question? Uh-huh. Uh huh. How much? And this, this will determine the success or failure of this plan that you have. Yeah. How much money will government middlemen be able to make off of it? <laughs> well, none. So how profitable oh, failure dead in the how water? How <laughs> profitable will this be for insurance companies and large conglomerates of uh, multinational uh, healthcare coverers? Well, not hugely profitable, but you do have to figure that people are going to pay anyways. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm going to pay my ten bucks a month. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. And, and maybe it's even based off of credit. If I have bad credit, it's twenty bucks a month mm-hmm. or whatever it is. You know. And maybe there's a limit. Maybe there's still a limit on the ten buck a month plan. You can go whenever, and it goes up ten bucks. But but only a thousand dollars worth of stuff is covered. For example, yeah. and and whatever that thousand dollars is is what's covered. If I have to go to the emergency room because I cut my hand off, you know, and see see then then it's on the buyers. It's it's on the 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 purchaser, me, the individual, anyways, because it's like. Yes, I work in a restaurant, but I don't work in the kitchen. I don't work with heavy equipment. I don't work with all this other stuff. So I don't need the plan that's going to cover. God forbid, like a limb, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, but if I'm a logger, maybe I want to get the $30 a month plan because yeah. who knows? A log could smash my ankle. Sure, sure. Because no one's ever cut their hand off of, on a slicer, meat slicer at work. You well, know, at but the those. Restaurant. You, yeah, exactly. It's not like you're that, working you know, a bandsaw, you know, yeah, exactly. where you could lose a limb. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't need limb insurance. So it's all on the buyer. Yeah. Which I would, I've, I've solved it. Which, I, I think we should just mail this in to 
I don't whoever Trump, I guess. I now, uh, now, yes, we should. Number one, let's let's send him this idea. But, let's let's but do it. The question is, who will read this idea? And the answer to that question and, and is, it, hold on, hold on. Bill name because you know Trump care, Obamacare. Hold on, yeah. hold on. Give that some care. <laughs> oh, 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 you ready for this? Give that some care. There you go. How, how about <laughs> health? That some thought. No, no, no. I like give that some care. Oh. Give that some care. Yeah, okay. It's perfect. All right, fine. Per- I mean, no, it's a great name for the stupid bit we're going to do for another two minutes and be done with it. It's fantastic. Uh, do you have- I'm trying to solve real problems here, okay? okay? so we have this idea, this fantastic idea. It's going to heal health care, folks. It's going to fix it. It's going to fix everything. Yep, yep. You go- it, It's going to be fantastic. Trust yep, me. We're done. Trust us. Yeah. Uh, the question is, though, do we have millions of dollars to lobby this idea- and get the right people to vote for it in the government. Well, all we got to get is like what? Like one big drug company? I'll tweet it, Martin Shkreli. Okay. We'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's say we get Pfizer on board. We also have to get Bear, okay? Do we? You know, and okay. we have to wow. get Merck okay, I'm on out. board too. This is too. a lot of work. It's a, no, it's a lot, board, <laughs> a lot of board. A lot of, it's a, these people make trillions of dollars, okay? If we show up with a paltry million, they're yeah. not going to bat an eye. <laughs> we have to show up with tens of billions of dollars, okay? Okay, well... Head on over to give that some thought.com just <laughs> visit our GoFundMe page. <laughs> if you, ladies and gentlemen, would like give that some health as your healthcare plan. Exactly. <laughs> please, please donate. We uh we need money, we, not for your healthcare, but to lobby for your healthcare. That's right. Yeah. We, we raise sixty eight dollars, then then we fund our own road trip to DC yes. and then we just stand on the on the sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue because here- with sixty eight dollars. <laughs> Waving $68 going, we've got the answer. The $68 recognizes the gentleman from South Dakota. <laughs> it's great. I mean, we got the answer, so. And we have the method to achieve the answers. We really we, do. We just need capital, folks. That's we right. promise we won't spend this money on weed or a new house or cars. We will spend it on lobbying for your health care. That's right. And if you want Give That Some Health to be a reality, then I think it's time to uh, put your money on. Yeah. We have a name. We have an idea. That's all you need. It's in Washington, it sounds like it. Yeah. If we're being honest. I'm telling you, you know? what, Steve Wozniak and Bill Gates, they started in a garage with a name and an, an idea. idea. That's right. It did not take a lot of hard work. And I it mean, did not look take... at the president of the United States. The name Trump and the idea make America great again. Right. Boom. Now he's yep. the president. Uh-huh. We're done here. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's do it. Give that some health. I, mean, I wish I, I was. I was. I wish I was rich enough to cover up my mistakes in the past, so I could go into politics <laughs> and just and just know for hundred percent fact. Yeah, that like it's all just rich people like handing other rich people money in exchange for what to, to see what they want done. Yeah, like I know that's what it is. Yeah, but I just want to confirm that for a one hundred percent fact. Peek behind the veil enough. To exactly. See that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. I had a conversation with my wife the other day, and we were talking about a. Uh, uh, some friends of ours, as a matter of fact, that are that are pretty, they're really into Trump. Okay, and and that's great. And <laughs> huge, <laughs> yeah. Okay, and trust me. Okay, it's fantastic. <laughs> please These people, don't. please don't. Please they don't. love me. They are so into me. Okay, seriously, huge, compelling, and rich. Uh, and I love them. No, but we Those were people, talking. We were talking. Fantastic. Okay, we were talking. My wife and I were talking about uh, the. These friends of ours, and and because they, I don't want to get into too much detail, but they recently took a trip to D.C. and and you could tell they were thrilled to be there. 
And my wife and I were just kind of talking about it. And she's like, she's like, I just, I don't know how I could like, well, it's the way she put it. She's like, it, it kind of turned my stomach like that. That, that was her phrase, you know? And, and I was like, I mean, I, I think there's some history there. Like it's interesting, but I, but I, I told her, and this is what I said and what I firmly believe. I was like, if you look at even just the way the last election cycle was handled, like from both sides or, or, or whatever, or anything in, in our, in like our adult lives or my adult life, like, how can you have faith in the government at all? Like, I, I just don't, I don't get, and, and, and the gentleman is, is, is my age, um, younger as a matter of fact. And I just don't get how any part of you could be like the government, one side or the other, GOP or, or Democrats. Like, I don't get as a young person how you could think that. Yeah. That they're on your side. Well, they still believe in, they still buy into the lie into the lie in at some point in some way they're still buying into the lie that and I guess that's my question like until when that? does good until when yeah like the idea that you can even change it until when like like when is it going to be done You're right. Uh, no, I'm, I'm no, I it's it's 100%. It's cool. The the sound of ice being gotten by Jason is brought to you by Jason. Uh I brought him a plate of food so we wouldn't interrupt the podcast he did anyway. Uh thanks Jason. <sighs> Anyways, annoying. Anyway. But you know what I mean? Like I I, I don't know. And and I try and pull myself back from my own beliefs cuz I believe some crazy things, yeah. right? We've explored some crazy topics on on the show and stuff. I don't know, man. I don't have any faith that they want to do anything for me. Exactly, and I think that's. I think that's. I, I just don't. That's <laughs> the point of the true red pill, I guess you could say, or the 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 red pill versus the blue pill. Right. Is that when you've taken the red pill, you've and for those who don't know, it's a reference to the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, takes the red pill. He sees how far the rabbit hole goes. He takes the blue pill. He goes back to his normal life and he forgets everything. Right. And he's just one more mindless drone. So the red pill, when you when you really take that red pill and you really look at the situation of government, you find out that the that people get up in the morning, they put on their Congress shoes and their Congress suit, and they go to Congress, and they lobby for bills, and they raise money, and they don't think about you at all. Right. There's no one in Washington thinking about what they can do for the common citizen, unless it furthers their political career, because we have a, a culture in Washington, just like we have so many cultures all, all over the country and all around the world, that have become insulated to, to a point in which they only allow certain things in, i.e., you want to live in town and country, you want to live in Chesterfield, you want to live in Ladue, you have to be certain things, because those cultures have insulated themselves to become certain things. You want to live in... in Florissant, you want to live in uh, in Ferguson, you want to live in, in Hazelwood, you have to be certain things because those cultures have insulated themselves against certain things, okay? And that's just the rich white versus the poor black divide for people who don't live in St. Louis. However, uh, that being said, it, you have a culture in Washington, right, that has insulated itself against any altruists, against any people who want to do actual good uh, having any sort of uh, um, power to do that good, right? You know, uh, people like Ron Paul, 
um, you know, he can get a certain amount of power. He can become a representative in a state, right? Right. But he can't go to Congress. Right. He can't become the president, even though he has millions of people voting for him. Bernie Sanders, he can get to Congress because he espouses the leftist Marxist ideology, but he can't become president because he would actually make changes that are positive for the people mm-hmm. instead of for the multinational corporation and lobbyists and lawyers who are running Washington. Yeah. So he can't get into that club. And so we have this culture in Washington and in all of our capitals and, and, and major power centers around the country that is a culture that, that makes sure that no one can get in except those people who are out 100% for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just there's just nothing left for me there. Like I. So what's 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 the solution? Well, the solution is you have to completely replace the culture, and that means that one culture has to die, and a new one has to has to take its place. Well, I th- I think I think the greater solution is to focus individually, like like really in the here now, and is as is as in what can you do? My family, as a person, my community, exactly. My yeah. my yeah. wife, my my priorities, my your, because you can't your small sphere of influence exactly. Yeah. And be the best that, that, that to them and for them that you can be. Which is one of the things over this past election that drove me nuts is that we have millions and millions of people across this country who are yelling, stupid people, you got Trump elected. And other people yelling, stupid, corrupt liberals, you're trying to get Hillary elected. Yeah. Right. And Bernie Sanders, kids, you don't really understand what's the the larger stake in the game. Right. Right. And or libertarians, you're throwing your vote away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we've have have people yelling at each other, right? And they are completely missing the mechanism by which you make the world a better place, which is not worrying about what the king is doing. It's helping the other peasants. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you help people that you have a direct influence on. Mm-hmm. And that makes the world a better place. Because you're not going to be able to influence the king. I don't influence Donald Trump one iota. Or right. Hillary Clinton. Right. Or any other. As a voter, even. Or as anything else. Not even as a voter. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I have I have zero influence on, on, on Donald Trump. And so do 30, 320 million people in this country. They have no influence on Donald Trump. Who has influence about on Donald Trump? 10 to 20,000 people with money. <laughs> That's who has an influence on Donald Trump. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We don't have any. Yeah. So what should we do? Since since that sphere of influence is, outside of our is influence. completely yeah. beyond what we could possibly hope for or what we have now, why the fuck are we worrying about it? <laughs> uh, well, we won't for about three and a half years. Um, <laughs> until 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 the best damn then, time of the I, time of the uh, season comes around again. That's right. And until our to, sports is back on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> until sports comes back again. It's like our it's, Olympics. Once every four years, it comes right, around, baby. And it's just a nine or no, actually fifteen month ride. Exactly. Of just clown shoes. It's oh, it's great. Just a it's circus. Because <laughs> uh, God knows we're gonna ride that Kanye train. Although, uh, although you know. Yes, Kanye. We just, I, I'm honestly hoping that, you know, <clears throat> as I look back on the history of this country, when, when we, when we first started electing presidents, we elected statesmen. Yeah. Regal men. Yeah. People with ideas, right? Yeah. John Adams. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson. Okay. <laughs> men of, of, of status who, who had done something. Yeah. George Washington. Yeah. Andrew Jackson. Yeah. You know? So why not elect the goat? 
and we have this long, uh, all the way through the 19, probably all the way up until Teddy Roosevelt, this long history of electing great men. Yeah. And then we kind of got into the globalists, and we've had about a 90-year run, of a 100-year run of electing the globalists. Yeah. I want to start a new run of, <laughs> of people to elect in, presence, in the presidency. Clowns. Yes. <laughs> so, mindless celebrity puppets. Yep. You know, uh, <laughs> a Kanye, new era dawns in American politics, ladies Kanye and gentlemen. Kanye next, next cycle. After that, Mark Zuckerberg. It's- okay. <laughs> As you probably could have guessed by this moment, I have decided in 2020 to run for president. After that, you know, I think he'll be ready, but let's get Bieber in the, in the, in the Oval Office. That's, well, he's found Jesus. So, I, I, you know. Did you hear that, by the way? I don't care. Cancel the rest I, no, of the stop, tour. Stop, Canceled stop, an entire stop, tour and no. is starting his own church. S- stop. I do not <laughs> care. <laughs> the first church of Justin Bieber? Is that I, what it is? I'm not sure what it is. I, I don't care. Okay, I kind of care, care a little bit. I just saw the want to know what it is. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. (sighs) Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Um, interesting little uh, story about the Matrix. I don't know that I've ever told you this, by the way. But Have you never seen the Matrix? I'm getting to that. Oh, jeez, unfriended. I'm get. I've seen it. I'm getting to that though. Probably, I must have been. When did that movie come out? 99? Mm-hmm. I must have been... Well, if... Well, I was 10 years old in 99. Yep. 11. But I must have been like 13. And I was at a buddy's house. And he... We were hanging out or something. And we, then we went to... We went back there and we were waiting for my mom to come get us. And he pops in the Matrix. Mm. And I was like, 
13 maybe. Yeah. Whatever it was. Young, I think younger, actually. And he pops it in, and I'm I'm blown the fuck away. Yeah, yeah. Like as as a male, as as just a you know a kid who's not allowed to see movies, as just there's so many factors mm-hmm. that are just melting me in that yeah. moment. I'm watching the TV, and I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. And and uh, I'll I'll never forget. And I'm sure I, my brother probably remembers this too. I'll never forget as as long as I live. I said to the guy, I was like, uh, "What is this?" And he's like, "The Matrix." And I'm like, "What?" Like I'm just like you know floored. And and uh, he's like, "You never seen this movie?" He's a black guy. And he's like, "You never seen this movie?" And I was like, "I was like no." And he's like, "He's like, well, sit down because your ass isn't going to see it at home." <laughs> and he sat down and he started watching. I'll tell you this: got cut off by mom coming to pick me up. Sure. And I believe that was one of the movies that we uh, then tried to ask to see, uh, you know, and were denied yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. Now, what I did, as and this is this is as the industrious young individual that I was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this was before the age of being able to download movies. Yeah. It was just before though. Like we were burning CDs for each other and that sort of thing. We were trying to build our computers to me and my brother. But at that point, like downloading an entire movie would have been four days. Yeah, it would have been know? a minute. Yeah. And you can't <laughs> you can't have the phone line for four days. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But we're trying to use it at night and we're trying to, you know, and then and then we finally got like a DSL connection and we're oh. trying to do all this stuff. But I remember at some point I downloaded you could download, I think I'm sure you still can. I'm sure they're all over the place. The screenplay. For the movie The Matrix. And I read the entire thing. Really? With the descriptions and the, and you know, Morpheus leans over with the pill. Like, like I read the entire screenplay of The Matrix. Wow. Because it was, because I was that spellbound by what I had seen that I wanted to read the story. Yeah. And I share all that to say, like, dude, if some kid said that today in 2017, you'd be like, a padded room yeah. like this like what's the problem here? yeah because every kid has a, a an eight inch screen mm-hmm. you know taped to their eyeballs when they pop out of their mom's vagina mm-hmm. that's actually that's actually in the contract that was the affordable care act we didn't know that <laughs> but that's that was one of the that was one of the secret clauses <laughs> was as soon as they pop out you just push pixels into their eyes and <laughs> no it's true no it, that that actually is very true we do that with children nowadays because nowadays and i like, do it i do it i get because it's so easy Right? Because, here, yeah. Curious, curious George. Come on. YouTube kids. You know. <laughs> Seriously, man. Yeah. Uh, and the elite know that, and that's why the, all those weird. Oh yeah, I know. I'm, you know. Yeah. I I frequent our be careful. Man. I you know. Be careful with those. I know. I, I actually don't, don't let them watch the U- Spider Man ones. I <laughs> I don't I don't let them get on YouTube Kids. Um, I only I only do like full seasons of like actual shows. Uh huh. So like the the Octonauts and uh, and Curious George. Doesn't matter what they are. are the uh, I'm but Moana. Have you seen this Disney movie Moana? No, I, my niece was all into it. Like you need six to watch it ago. because then we need to discuss it because they're Matt, uh. chock full of occult symbolism. See, I've, there are shapeshifters, there are demigods. Somebody, <laughs> said, are, somebody said, somebody uh, mentioned that every time, and my kids are spellbound by it, Matthew. And it's it's yeah, Weird. like I, like I'll sit there and watch it with him, and I'm like, this is this is demonic. <laughs> <laughs> my heart came back to the days of my But mother. see, we were the same way with The Matrix, though. Like, because The Matrix is a Gnostic parable. Yeah. About yeah. how reality isn't reality and you're secretly being controlled. <laughs> Even if you take it for face value. Yeah. And, 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 okay, so I have my own story about The Matrix. It, 
a coming of age Matrix story. I love it. it, it no, it actually is. It's <laughs> a very coming of age story. So, so the Matrix came out in '99, like we said. Yeah, I was uh, 16 at the time when it came out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't see it then, but mm-hmm. I saw it two years later. So when I was 16, I got a job at the local hamburger joint, as you should, in Troy. Yeah. Right, Missouri Crumbly mm-hmm. Burger, the old Crumbly. Crumbly Burger worked there for three years. Yeah, the last year I worked there, I was the manager of another of one of their branches. So when I was eighteen, mm-hmm. right, three days before I turned eighteen, or four days actually before I turned eighteen, I had my own apartment, TV, easy chair, bed, computer, internet connection, mm. setup. Yep, so much is explained right there. Yep. Three days if, before, if we peer four, into a young days, Matthew's life, four days before I was eighteen. Oh yeah, you betcha. With all the implications that you're saying, you're thinking in your head I, right now, I mean, listener. Not even that, Absolutely. but just that's that's a that's a recipe for disaster for a young and I, man. And I was the manager. Seriously. I was the manager of hamburger hamburger joint in in, in Montgomery City, Missouri. <laughs> so it's like, safe to say you were living the dream. I was I was rolling in, in <laughs> chicks. Okay, no, but uh, I actually did. I did a very good job in my job. I've always been a good worker, and I was very good at it. But. The first weekend I was there, because I didn't start the job immediately, I moved into the podunk little town of 4,000 people in <laughs> in central Missouri. Yeah. And, uh, uh, well, it's about an hour from St. Charles. Yeah. Right? Down 70. And I rented four movies. I rented Braveheart, because I'd never seen it. I thought you were going to say The Matrix, and then like three BBW movies. <laughs> Braveheart. <laughs> Could Jake. you still rent porn back then? I guess. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there were two <laughs> in Montgomery City, Missouri. This was this was okay. They didn't have DVDs yet. It was all still VHS. Okay. Really? Oh yeah. Man. But there were two places you could rent movies. Yeah. One was the clean place that only sold like the regular movies. One was where you take the kids to pick out a movie. Exactly. The other one was the one that had the pornos uh-huh. mixed in with all the regular movies. Oh. Oh yeah. I, so talk about the shocker. <laughs> I had membership cards too. Is that? Uh, but I also had a computer Renting with an internet po- connection. Well, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Um, but th- this was back in the wild, day- <laughs> wild, wild west days. Anyway, so I rented Braveheart. I rented Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Wow. I rented Clerks, and I rented uh, uh, The Matrix. Yeah. And I, I feel like I feel like if we just take that snapshot, like that explains so much of mentally where you're at now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like it really does. Oh no, because you're I, into I know, all that stupid Braveheart stuff. You love the type of humor of, I mean, you've come, you've come away from sort of the, the, yeah. the, the Kevin yeah. Smith stuff, but you still, I mean, look at this show, man. Like, that's, it, yeah, we we enjoy that sort of thing. And then, and then you have the Matrix, which sort of is the red pill, just all the all that Conspiracy, stuff that we talk about. Yeah. Oh wow. No, I know it's a, it's a it's a glimpse into it my really mind. Really is. But I had a <laughs> I had an eight hour marathon of, of all four of them. It, all four of them. It was it was Clerks first. Yeah. Right, and this was Matt before weed or cigarettes or beer. This is just Matt with popcorn and pizza and soda pop, watching movies that he had, his stepdad had said you can never watch those movies. Yeah, ever. And exactly. I'm like, <laughs> First weekend out of the house, pops. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm stuck I'm, on that one. I'm seventeen, three hundred and sixty days old. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and I'm watching them anyway. So I I watched Clerks, <laughs> doing what it won't. I watched Braveheart. Yeah. Then I watched The Matrix, or I think no, I think I because I fell asleep during Braveheart. I think yeah. So I, I watched Clerks. I watched Easy to Do, The it's Matrix, a movie. Braveheart, and Jane Silent Bob Strike Back in like this ten hour stretch or something like that. That's nuts. The first day at the apartment, supplemented with plenty of computer porn, which is not a, <laughs> a point of pride. Yeah. Because I, I I I 
I fell into a big trap. There. Yeah. Yeah. There. 18 year old fresh face didn't know uh, uh, a shit from a shoe shine. Yeah. Right? Uh, given a, a, a brand new compact computer. Yeah. With a bright and shiny internet connection. Yeah. You know, nice 56K. So you can see the picture. Yeah, exactly. Slowly load. Yep. Not a good idea. I built my first website on 56K, man. Good for you. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> watch The Matrix. And once again, I was mesmerized, blown away. Call this episode, Matt and Addison get old together. <laughs> blown away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because of how awesome it was, but it wasn't until like every time I see it on, I I, I watch it. Yeah. Know? Even the stupid sequels they did to it, you know. Yeah. Revolutions and Reloaded. Yeah. Uh, yeah I still like I still like those movies. It's been years but since I've seen the that. Matrix is a Gnostic parable. Yeah. Right. The Gnostics believe that we're trapped in this this matrix of illusion, and that is only through understanding the true truth of the universe do we transcend the matrix and and come out of this prison that we're we are 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 um enslaved in and i think that that can mean different things over different times but i think they're close to the truth with that in that uh, you know in the 21st century we're slaves to modern society where yeah. you and i are entrapped in a prism of paycheck to paycheck walmart credit card we're yeah tra- that's what we're trapped in yeah and it, that matrix is incredibly difficult to break out of. And when you do try to break out of it, you're hampered on all sides by Agent Smiths telling you just go <laughs> yeah. back to being being Mr. Anderson. Yeah, just slide back into the Walmart. Yeah. You know? Anyway, interesting interesting thing. If you look at, because uh, there's a, a point in the, the show or in the movie when Agent Smith looks at Neo's uh, driver's license. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it says John Anderson, which is his, his name. In, in When he's in the Matrix, that's his name. Uh, do you know what his birth date is? Uh-uh. This movie came out in 1999. Uh, guess what his birth date is? September 11th, 2001. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, uh Illuminati confirmed. Uh, jihadis are fans of American uh, <laughs> Illuminati, Matrix. Illuminati confirmed uh, the state of Israel and Mossad financed the Winkowski <laughs> brothers to make the Matrix. That's <laughs> Just so they could slip in one, one quarter refer- second yeah. reference to what they're planning to do on September 11th, 2001. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. That's not ludicrous at all. That's completely within the realm of possibility. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny that we both have a story like that about the Matrix. That's, that's, but I don't think it's funny at all because I think that people our age, specifically men our age, boys our age, that was the movie. Oh, dude, dude, it was the movie. That was the. If you were born between 1980 and 1990, yeah, that was the movie to see. Well, and and it really did because it did change so much. Because now you can see the elements that were in that movie in every movie. Yeah, yeah, truly every yeah. movie. But but that was like the first one. Like well, there's like this all- bullet time and like these people jumping and <laughs> sort of like a like a, uh, a a reality that was that was able to be twisted and bent in such a way on screen that you were just mesmerized. That like I said, you can, I mean, you can you can grab a movie with the worst story now and see those elements in it. Uh, although although creatively speaking, you know what I mean though. But see, that was also one of the first 
no, not one of the first, but the biggest blockbuster of that era. Yeah. That really did espouse the Joseph Campbell, Carl Jung uh, archetypes, the hero's journey. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the story circle. Yeah. Right? Um, and now, like I said, like, that's hugely he, popular. He wants something that's he's lacking. He goes to get it, but he's 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 failed. Um, you know, he, he meets with the goddess. He makes uh, atonement with the father, which is the whole... Um, in the Matrix, it's uh, Trinity and Neo. Yeah. Or the goddess and the father. Yeah. Right? Um, and he comes finally full circle. He gets what he wants, but not how he thought he would. Yeah. Um, which is being out of the Matrix, but... He's still controlled by the Matrix with how he has to react outside of the Matrix to the Matrix. Yeah. Anyway, uh, those archetypes are still there, which are in all the popular movies, whether exactly. it's Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. Um, but yeah, it, it, I think it is the movie of our generation yeah. or our subgeneration, at least. Yeah. Um, because number one, I mean. When you, you were that age, like that was the movie that everybody wanted to see. Yeah, that was it, man. Right, and if you were like, you know, I was sixteen when it came out, but you know, homeschool kid, all my yeah. all church friends, you know, there were only a couple people who who went to go were see, able it, to see you know? it. Yeah, they were the rebels. Yeah, kids, your mom told you not to hang out with. Yeah, exactly, because you know? their parents don't tithe. <laughs> Dude, it was funny. I remember, I remember uh, when I went to the couple of classes with with some other people there was this one kid that my mom was like you should stay away from him he seems worldly that was just that was just her just a blanket stare and i don't know i don't know what it was based off of you know well he does live in the world mom it's, <laughs> uh but the thing was and now my mom doesn't like so much about where i'm at and the things yeah. that i believe and the kid the kid i'm still friends with him on facebook the dude went through seminary <laughs> 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 and he like he did like the whole like ministry just the whole nine yards yeah yeah and I'm like well little did you know mom yeah <laughs> little did you know <laughs> maybe you should encourage me to be a little worldly too huh yeah exactly maybe a little worldliness would have done me some good <clears throat> if I could have talked I would have to... finished college yeah if I could um... <laughs> you would have let me talk to girls uh, before yeah. I was sixteen no she, she didn't want me to talk to him at all well, yeah, yeah, ever yeah yeah. Ever like that? Like that's I I and and, and I hope because why should why should a young teenage boy uh, engage in healthy mating rituals with with in a, in a church setting where you know nothing hanky panky is going to happen? Speaking of that right? though, um, I really hope we can get back on. Please be reasonable. He sent me some dates by the way. Remind me to yeah because I, we got to talk about it and get back on there. But that's one of the things I want to discuss about like that Christian subculture. Like, what is the mindset of these? And I guess I don't know. Maybe in ten years I'll have it. Like when Lucas is like when I. See him looking at a girl, I'll be like, "Don't you talk to her? Like, maybe that'll be my mindset. I don't know, but is it that from the ground? No, up? it won't be that mindset because it... you're the dad. You're the dad looking at your son, being like, "Yeah, son, <laughs> you, you go get that." <laughs> but it's your daughter that you're going to be like, "Oh, come here." No, you, yeah, exactly. Nope, no, you nope, and you nope, stay nope. away from her. Yeah, exactly. And you're 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 you're, you're Meredith if she's your wife. Then. I... <laughs> Love you, Mayor. She'll she'll be the opposite. <laughs> she'll tell your your son, "Don't look at them girls." And then and then Meredith at that point, if she if she if she sticks with you that long, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean, though. Like, what yeah, is the mindset of those parents, or like my parents? Like, I, I the dream, by the way, and I'm going to put this out there in the zeitgeist. This is this is for our audience. I'll say it to you. I'll say it in 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 front of our producer. 
I want my mom to come on the show because <laughs> I have so many questions and and I don't think she ever would because she would think I'm making fun of her and I'm, and I'm really not like as, I really as I said earlier tonight to dream the impossible dream <laughs> but you know what I mean like like yeah, th- yeah. those are some of the questions I want like what what was the mindset of like you're not allowed to talk to girls as 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 a 14 year old dude well I wanted to protect you Addison okay but no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, I don't, I don't, there's not a scenario that, I don't know. I guess I'll have to see. Like I said, who knows? I mean, I have a long way to go with my kids, God willing. And um, I guess, yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to ask my mom a lot of questions. Yeah. She's well, apologized for some things. Well, I think parents do that. Like she was like, I'm really sorry that I didn't let you listen to like Toby Mac and stuff. I think when I, I started posting Eminem lyrics on Facebook, she was probably like, I could have saved him. <laughs> that, that oh, to, I'm sorry, Mom. He's the meanest MC on earth. So to me, that that's kind of like, like, why would you apologize for that? Like, oh, you, you you're a kid who didn't get to listen to the exact music he you wanted to boo boo. Like well, to me, to me, the bigger thing is is. Like, but it was a big battle in our home, though. Oh, I'll tell you okay. this. I mean, it was right. a huge thing. So that was the mountain that it was that, that was, movies because that, that because was the all hill of that our people peers, were dying like on. our it was yeah. like our peer group. It was you know they they get to you know listen to, to Toby Mac and Skillet and Switchfoot and we don't yeah and they get to see you know Braveheart and and uh, what was the other one the Revolutionary War Patriot one. the Patriot and we don't. And that that was, yeah, dude. That was, I mean, that was World War Three in our house. Yeah. Over First those. off, if you live in a Christian household and you are not actively like displaying Mel Gibson movies on a twenty four seven round the clock <laughs> screen in your home, if you live in a Christian household and you're not doing that, you are failing your children. Okay. Well, There's never been a second of a Mel Gibson movie that was inappropriate for anybody because Mel Gibson, okay? <laughs> He's crazy as a loon, but the son of a bitch knows story structure and inspiration, okay? I've n- I don't think I've ever seen a Mel Gibson movie, now that I mention it. Braveheart? Nope. The Patriot? Nope. Conspiracy Theory? Nope. Uh, uh, Apocalypso? Nope. The Passion of the Jew? Nope. The Passion of the Christ? Nope. You've never seen The Passion of the Christ? Nope. Oh, so you're going to hell then. All right, fine. <laughs> well, I guess I'll pass you on my way up. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, that, that's actually interesting. I don't think I've seen a Mel Gibson movie. I watched I watched a Mel Gibson movie like a month ago on Netflix. Is called... Blood Diamond a Mel Gibson movie? I don't know. I don't think so. Because I did see that. Was Mel Gibson <laughs> in it when you watched it? Uh, I don't remember. <sighs> Mel Gibson is the greatest living actor of all time. I can... When Mel Gibson tears up Tall on order. screen, I ball. I cry. I can't. Uh, okay, so like two months ago, The Patriot was on television. Yeah. And there's this one point where like he's like saying goodbye to his daughter and his family as he's going off to the Revolutionary War and they're mm-hmm. on this beach in South Carolina. Aww. Right. And like he's and his daughter doesn't say anything, won't speak to him, this little five year old daughter. <laughs> he's like, kids, I'm going to go build an empire. He's like, I'm going to go fight the fight the, the evil British, you know? Uh-huh. And he gets up on his horse and he starts right away and the little girl comes screaming after him, Daddy, daddy, I'll say anything you want, blah, blah, blah. He gets down off his horse. He starts tearing up and I'm just I'm just I'm just on the couch, just, just tears running down my cheeks. Because <laughs> Mel Gibson is is tearing up on screen. <laughs> Gay! Whatever. Whatever. 
<laughs> Mel Gibson is amazing. I suppose he is. He's I, incredibly I racist know. and terribly sexist, but he makes great movies. Well, I guess I haven't seen a Mel Gibson movie. And I'm and life's fine for me. <laughs> the Road Warrior? Nope. Mad Max? Nope. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? Nope. Lethal Weapon? Nope. Lethal Weapon 2? Nope. Lethal Weapon 4? Nope. Lethal Weapon 3? Nope. <laughs> Getting too old for this shit. I don't, I don't think I've seen a Mel Gibson movie. That's a Lethal Weapon reference. Anyway, uh, so while we've been thinking about The Matrix and all this other stuff, we, we need to get back to the original topic at hand, which is getting enough money. <laughs> Healthcare. To influence the government to change healthcare, <laughs> and how are we going to do it? My sister. Same thing we do every day, Pinky. <laughs> Try and take over the world. My sister is famous. Yeah, I did. I alert you to that. Yes, you did. I didn't know I, anything about what was happening when it was happening until you told me it was happening. Yeah, she's she's. Uh, and then I saw it, and I'm like, what the what the he double hockey sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's uh, Jean, the one we had on the program, mm-hmm. uh, has has said a few things on Twitter that have got a few a few eyes. I think she's up to like a hundred thousand retweets on one of them or something, and, and and quarter of a million likes. Yeah, on that one, yeah. that got where it, she's like, you know, she's comparing social media platforms. Yeah, I can pull as it far up as like their attitude and what, you know, kind of you know what they're what they're talking about. But uh, retweet, retweeted by um, Patton Oswalt twice. That's nuts. That's twice pretty, like th- and, and that speaks into our hearts uh, because you know like my family like we have in my mom's she has this uh this kind of like dresser that serves as it's uh, well it's an old dresser that serves as the family's uh yeah facebook essential oils snapchat i'm a bunny instagram i ate a hamburger twitter this country is burning to the ground that was the tweet was a pretty good tweet yeah. it, w- it was a great tweet um, <laughs> as tweets go, but my mom has this old dresser, like fifty years old, that serves as the living room uh, TV stand. Yeah, and inside the drawers are all these old, a bunch of old VHS. She has like sixty DVDs. likes on everything she tweets now. What the hell, Jean? Well, you know she's famous now, I, so everything she does <laughs> is, is, her is amazing. Yes, yeah. you know uh, we can't look her in the eye. It's her, it's, her, it's her lot in life. Um, it's not a lot, but it's her life. But uh, <laughs> but but. We have all the seasons in in that 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 dresser of uh-huh. the King of Queens. Nice. Just because for some reason that was the sitcom like we like everybody in my family watched for some stupid reason. It's a it's a great great sitcom. It's an okay sitcom. Like it follows all the sitcom tropes. It really does. But it's, it's the one for it's me. It's so average that you can't be offended by it. Therefore, it's great for everybody. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Okay, the King of Queens. I love it. So Kevin James, but Pat yeah. Oswald plays one of his his friends. Okay? Yeah, Spence. I love Patton Oswalt. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, our political views don't match up, and so I've stopped kind of like listening to his, to his hours. Yeah. His he's uh, he's mixed in a lot more though as time's know, gone on. But but uh, the but guy the guy is hilarious. Really funny and dude. brilliant. Yeah. The comedian that that comedian's a comedy. Uh, oh yeah. The Netflix. Absolutely. Oh, my, when, Absolutely. He, when he travels with uh, what is it? Brian Posehn, uh, Zach Galifianakis, and uh, Maria Bamford. Yeah. Like holy ish, like yeah. that was like no, it's 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 pretty good, and yeah. and he's he's very smart, and uh, very very funny. Um, but yeah, he was <laughs> a character comedian, on that show. Nathaniel Buckner, when Zach does it, it's a comedian from seventeen seventy six. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's good to be in there. 
Anyway, <laughs> that was kind of a hallmark. Am I the only one who doesn't get this Ben Franklin motherfucker electricity? What the fuck is he talking about? And <laughs> uh, that was the part of the podcast where Addison makes reference to things that uh, are uh, only only he gets. Well, it's a Zach Galifianakis bit. But so when when Patton Oswalt, yeah. Who we've seen in nine seasons of The King of Queens starts retweeting my sister. Yeah. It's it's pretty big business. And nice. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh so yeah, everybody was like, Ooh, wow, oh. Fake internet points. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's um, funny. Adam Girl has retweeted me, so y'all can suck it. Well he's, yeah. he's my hero. Yeah. And I do align with the political viewpoints. So yeah. well. Uh, my, <laughs> I th- I've had a couple others. Uh, uh, AMC retweeted me during Breaking Bad, mm. and then uh, yeah, I think those are my only two. <laughs> but I was most excited because Chuck Todd, yeah, Chuck Todd from MSNBC, moderator of Meet the Press, <laughs> retweeted Gene, <laughs> yeah. um, which is kind of cool. Uh, that was kind of cool. We got to get her back on the program. Yeah, yeah, we should. We I have should to talk to her like about I, the like I've said before. Uh, you know, we the three of us should have had a podcast together. Two and a half Christians. Many years ago. The podcast that never happened. It's it's famous in another dimension. It's okay. it is, yeah. You know, I've been I've been thinking about that because I haven't I haven't had a, a, an experience with astral projection since the last time I talked Let's about it on here. Swing the conversation wildly over well, to the no, left. No, you said another dimension. Okay. But, all right, fine. Yeah, yeah. But um but I've really craved one. Like I've really craved one because I just I want I want to disconnect so badly from reality. Uh-huh. <laughs> that probably sounds some psychologists out there listening going, oh, this guy. But like I I want to disconnect so badly, like and just 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 unplug, like and and th- that's the only time in all of life that I that I've ever felt like I unplugged a little bit. And um, damn it, if I if I don't want to do it again. Okay, so going going to that, speaking mm-hmm. to that a little bit. I, th- Get, I, I think I think you know what I'm getting at, Matt. Yeah. Get some shrooms. <laughs> so that whole out-of-body, out-of-mind experience is something I think that we crave yeah. every once in a while as humans. You know, I've talked yeah. about before about my belief in five urges. Yeah. Right? You know, a food, water, shelter, to belong to community, to be loved, to have a, to, to make a difference and an influence through your daily job that you do, and and – uh, you know, uh, to get fucked up every once in a while. Yeah. You know, to get out of your head every once in a while, whether yeah. that's on caffeine or exercise or alcohol. Yeah. Okay. We all have that urge to get a little bit silly. Um, this is, speaking to that, I, I, I think that that's maybe that idea of astral projection. And when you had that experience, you had sort of a neutral, completely neutral viewpoint of reality yeah. and of yourself and of the world and of things like that <clears throat> which going into sleep paralysis not sleep paralysis but going into that sort of ascension nirvana heaven experience that uh, ascending right the idea we talked about gnosticism earlier but the idea the word gnosticism comes from the word gnosis which is the truth the ultimate truth to ascend above physical reality and even spiritual reality to see the greater picture and therefore become um, immune to it, to both the good and the ill, um, to to ascend to a neutral place of not equality but a equilibrium. Um, I think that might be the kind of the heaven experience where you have this this 
disconnect from the su- pain and suffering, um, a disconnect from the highs and lows of life, uh, to boil it down to s- the simplest terms. Um, and I think that's something that comes along in the dream state, uh, comes along in the um, the out-of-body experience, and I think comes after death. Because um, I'm not sure if it's if it's heaven that's waiting for us, right? I'm not sure if it's uh, if it's the returning to God. I think returning, it's plugging back in, returning to the ultimate source. Yeah, um, uh, that or ascension to a higher plane in Nirvana, right? It all sort of translates to uh, to being sep- finally separating the tethers that keep you in this physical and or spiritual reality of of the fallen world yeah and you're going back to the original source you're ascending past it you're you're becoming nothingness the whole book of toth all is one that sort of thing um yeah i don't know it's it 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 seems like like that might be the answer of life after death but I think that it's more than anything, more of the nothingness, more than than the the neutrality, more than the ascending past the physical and the spiritual. It's it's finally being at peace. It's yeah. finally having no desires, no wants, and satisfaction. It's being separating yourself from what you thought you were, and finally going home. Mm-hmm. Existentially speaking. Yeah. yeah, finally becoming the thing you always were, and you were a million years ago, and you will be two billion years in the future. The the going home experience and the I, soul piece, yeah, exactly. The final the the soul finally coming together in its truest, purest form. Yeah, and that's kind of the going home. And I've talked to you uh, earlier tonight about Jordan Peterson, and that's one of the things that he he talks about is that we're all existentially we're all longing for that experience of coming home, which all of our favorite movies end like that. All of our favorite stories end like that. Yeah. All of our favorite stories end with the hero coming through the door of the house where he lived for so many years, going through his mundane life, and now he's finally ascended. He's changed. His outlook is totally different, and he's come home again for the first time. Yeah. And he sees it for how it actually is. And I think that's one of the one of the key points of all the stories we tell each other, whether it's the Matrix or politics or healthcare, what we've talked been talking about on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that we're all yearning for that coming home to the thing that we always thought in our subconscious and that in our soul that you needed, yeah. That we actually were and we actually are. Yeah. The homecoming. Hmm. And I think that's what we do. So how can I get there? I don't. Uh, drugs. I was gonna say so. The massive shrimp, the, the, and ma- <laughs> massive, massive amounts of drugs. So which chain is the shrimp drawn order, or like what? We we gotta go flip cow pies, or like what's what's the plan here? <laughs> oh man, if I if I it was that easy. Uh, here's the thing. You know, they used to say back in the '60s. Um, you know, you don't find LSD. LSD finds you. Yeah, well, it's not finding me. So. And that's one of the things with with I think with mushrooms is that yeah, mushrooms find you. You don't find it? mushrooms. Um, how easy would it be for us to go out and find fentanyl right now? Oh, 
<laughs> probably the floor below us. I or, don't in Central yep, County. I mean, this, seriously, in this building, absolutely. If you take just the, yeah. the law of statistics, somebody yeah. in this building For is sure, abusing man. oxycotton, heroin, or fentanyl right now. Well, within the space of the last twenty four hours, in this building, yep, of the hundred people who live in this building or something, maybe, yeah, or ninety percent of the 80. opiates prescribed in the world are prescribed in the United States. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Right, the drugs that, and, and and fast food and caffeine and cigarettes and benzos, the drugs that kill us. Yeah, we could find. Uh, we could we could we could roll over in the morning and find them if we want. The drugs that help us, mushrooms, DMT. <laughs> okay. Uh, we can't find. They're hard to find. Hmm. It's for a reason. Is because uh, I think that that you know, if you look in the studies of microdosing of mushrooms, it's been it's proven like it. It's like taking five percent of what you would need to actually start to trip. Mm-hmm. Taking that five percent every day over an extended period of time is like the best you can do. It's like meditating for an hour a day. Yeah, it does wonders for the mind, for the outlook on life. Like I've like I've told you before, man. The best part of doing hallucinogenic mushrooms isn't the trip. The best part is how you feel for a month afterwards. Yeah. Like rejuvenated, refreshed, yeah. spiritually awake. Anyway, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. Sorry, yeah. listener. So what you're saying is I need to go to a Promise Keepers conference? or what Exactly. You- <laughs> exactly. You should stand You said spiritually awake for a month. I'm like, well, what, what is, so I'm going to see Casting Crowns Saturday night? I don't Exactly. <laughs> you should stand in a room with 12,000 other men, all who are actively trying not to jerk off, <laughs> which is what Promise Keepers was. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Promise Keepers was nothing more than a bunch of men in a room actively trying not to look at porn and jerk off. Well, and that's a good goal. No, perfectly great goal. <laughs> perfectly great goal. Better ways to do it, <laughs> but a good goal. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of a spiritual high that I've had, but I don't, I mean, I guess I used to get them when we'd like have like missions conferences and stuff at church, but like, I don't know. That was all, and even, excuse me. Oh, tired. Even like looking Sleepy back, boy. like there was so much of that that was just like, well, we're doing this because this is what we do. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I had I had an experience. I really felt like, uh, uh, or I really I had a great experience at a. What's the name of that? Con- what is the name of that band? Tenth um, Avenue North. Tenth Avenue North. Okay. Uh, when they were, I think, kind of really just kind of breaking breaking out. Um, maybe their second album or something like that, or their second mainstream one. Um, they, they played, uh, I don't think it was winter jam. I think it was something, uh, more local than that, that I, that I saw them at more local than winter jam. Well, (laughs) more local in the sense that that's a nationwide like tour type thing. Um, but like, I, I, I think I had a really good experience at one of those one time. I don't remember. Like, I I remember, I remember thinking, cause they have this one song, um, about, uh, what is it? Uh, if you're everything you say you are, come close and hold my breaking heart or something like that. And uh, Oh, yeah. Come hold my breaking heart. I know that song by 10th <laughs> Avenue North. Come hold my breaking heart. Yeah. No, don't be. Don't, don't be a dick, man. Um, but it's but I th- I think that song um, meant a lot to me for some reason where, where I was or I don't I don't know the relationships that I had or something like that. But uh, that's probably as close to a spiritual high as as, as uh, maybe that I've ever been was at that concert. Um, 
I've been to a couple of Chris Tomlin concerts that were pretty good too, I guess. Um, but yeah, anyways, so that's Matt and Addison fresh off of a, a summer break. Fantastic. Okay. Tremendous. No, let me tell you, Addison, listen, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Okay. Oh, 2008. Yeah. That album was in 2008. That's insane. Yeah. Huge podcast. Hold my heart was the name of that song. This we'll close on that song. It's one of the greatest um, episodes of the podcast. Please don't ever. Please with the I've Trump ever thing. Okay. Uh, no. Wrong. Okay. Man, you got any huge, business you want to take care of? Huge. Bigly. Okay. Uh, business? No, I don't. Go, go follow Gene on Twitter. What is it? Gene's Jargon? At underscore Gene's Jean's underscore Jargon. Yeah. On Twitter. Because uh, she's saying the good stuff. J-E-A-N-N-E. That's right. This is a different spelling of Gene, but Gene's underscore Jargon at uh, at Twitter. Um, yeah, give her a follow uh, because she... You know, needs more of them now. <laughs> She's got like 3,000 now. Yeah. She jumped from like a couple hundred to several thousand. Yeah. Well, in the space of a couple days. She's famous now, man. You know? Don't look just because she achieved what you never could doesn't mean that you need to. <laughs> Here's what I do. I let her but take But see, a- we still have the podcast, and she's the one that's like, I want to come on the podcast. See, so we still have that. Maybe we should have her take over like our Twitter account. I've t- and, like, tw- just, just witticisms constantly exactly. from it. <laughs> like, we piggyback on her wit. That's right. Right? Because because social media is run by the leftists, and she has I- she has a very leftist wit. Yeah. Right? She's not a leftist. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say she's a leftist. Yeah. But she has a leftist wit. Yeah. Uh, we well, use Pan Oswalt's about as left as you can get. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we we use that and piggyback on that to to have her like tweet, uh, you know, leftist BS. And then and then once a week the show link will come out, and then we can just there slowly red pill people. Yep, uh-huh. changing the world, people. Yep, same thing we do every day, Pinky. And people people <laughs> listen to the first five minutes of the podcast and like, what is this? You know, conservative Garbage, BS. Right. <laughs> and they stop listening. Whatever, bitch. A download is a download. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Too late. Already clicked. Exactly. Doesn't, doesn't matter if you listen to five minutes or yeah. fifty. It yeah. looks the same on Google Analytics. That's right. Okay? We all we all live in the world of uh, unlimited data now. So yeah, I was thinking about that the other day because so out of curiosity, we were driving around this morning. I had to run my wife around for some errands, and I just pulled out my phone and I pulled up the speed test app. You know, I use it for my network at home sometimes and stuff. And I, I was just driving and I did it and I got I got like ninety megabits downstream. I don't know what that means. No, well, that's really fast. Okay. Like you get like right. three here. Okay, All right. <laughs> that's like that's like really really fast. And 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 put well not really fast. Google Fiber is like a thousand <laughs> to give you. But uh, so yeah, but I pulled that down like just on my phone while I was driving, and I was like. That's insane. Yeah. And and that's how we all are now. Like every one of the big three, like pretty much all of the wireless carriers now are like unlimited data or, or, or nothing, you know? And it's like, boy, we don't even like, you can just, I, I can just, I, I can just tap, tap and then download a movie here. Yeah. Just done in, in eight minutes, six minutes. Like <laughs> just a full movie in 1080p. Yeah. Done. Like it's 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 almost like it's cheapened everything. Like I, I don't know. We could we, I could go on that. For it an ta- hour, it takes like, me a good thirty forty minutes to to steal a movie if it's high quality. That's yeah. oh here yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I believe it yeah because yeah. your, your speed here is garbage. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, fresh off of summer break, that was give that some health. Uh, <laughs> please go and donate because we're 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 gonna take it to the lawns of the White House or the lawns of fuck you Tipper Gore. 
Tipper Gore. If anybody gets that reference, <laughs> Tipper uh, Gore hasn't done anything wrong to us. Okay. Well, she's just, riding around in a jet while her husband preaches at the whole country about carbon emissions. Well, she just got a <laughs> bunch of GD liars. She she got kissed too hard it's, that one time liar, and you lost care. the election. You know, yeah. it was technically rape. Anyways, uh. Yeah, we're you know where to find us. Give us some thought dot com. Mm-hmm. Everything's on there. Yep, Twitter, Facebook, everything. Tweet at Jane. Tell her to come back on the program. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> she's famous now. We'd like to have her. Well, we we'd like to have her on not because uh, she's just famous or because of her retwe- uh, ability to tweet something out. <laughs> hey, I'm on. Give that some thought. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not about that. It's totally not about that. Once again, I reiterate, it's not about the fact that she could retweet something and get a thousand people to let, download the show. It's not about that at all. Okay. It's about <laughs> the 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 caring and loving relationship. The great that mind we she wanna... brings to the table in the exactly. conversation. That's what it's about. It's not about the the sway she has on social media now and the fact that she could get many more people to listen to the show. It's not about that. We're going to close on that song I mentioned earlier. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody out there in Audio Land. Thank you. How long must I pray? Must I pray to you? How long must I wait? Must I wait for you? How long till I see your face? See you shining through? I'm on my knees Begging you to now test me I'm on my knees Father, will you turn to me? Yeah. One tear in the dropping rain One voice in a sea of pain Could the maker of the stars This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.